Man, where, where is he? We, we, we got a show. That kid, where... Oh, this is so embarrassing. This is crazy. <clears throat> Sorry. What, what were you doing? Hey, business before pleasure. Oh, gosh. All <laughs> right, we'll get your headset on. We'll, we'll, we got a show to do. Let's roll. Welcome to the Vietnam Fantasy Football Talk Podcast. And now, here are your hosts, the two G's, Mark and Drew. All right, Drew. This is, I think this is podcast number episode four, right? I think four it is. Four. Holy cow. That is outstanding. Holy how, cow. How do you feel? How do you feel? This is exciting. I feel about four times as more. Uh, I don't know what I was going to say there. <laughs> Well, anyway, I'm excited. That, that, yeah, that's 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 neat. It just it just uh, we're, we're professionals now. So let, let's start out with some news from the week uh, in the Wall Street Journal. There was an article about the NFL ratings being up, uh, the highest since 2015. What do you think Good. about that? G two. I'm happy and at the same time not super surprised because I, I, for two reasons. One. There's been a lot of offense this year, and I think that's caused ratings to go up, and there have been some exciting rookies in play. Um, and then also, I think I think the news is starting to cool down a little bit on the, the whole national national anthem thing. I, I mean, it's concur. still It's still an issue, but it's still cooling down a little bit. The, the, the hotheads are, are coming back to, to watching football again. Yeah, I think the article said the focus is on the field and around the field. I thought that's well put. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, what else do we want to talk about? Let's talk about the Fantasy Pros power uh, rankings. Power rankings, yeah. And the numbers we're going to look at and the way it works, you can look at the power rankings just for week number six, but I don't like to look at it for just one uh, singular week. Instead, I like to look at it for the rest of the year. And number one, is there any surprise there? No surprise. Acme Pack. At 100. 100 of, uh, score, which is the highest score. Yeah, the highest score is 100. And then coming in at number two. East Dakota Community College, which I'm pretty happy about. And how many points? 75 points. And then for the next third? And, and then three, we have Mr. Wright with 68 points. And then Jacob. Is not too far behind, is he? Not not too far. Yeah, Team Stump at sixty six. So him and Mr. Wright are very close there. So let's let's make a couple of quick points, comments here. So observation. Drew is you are two and three, is that correct? That is yes. But yet Fantasy Pros has you power ranked number two. And right. I also find it fascinating that Jacob He's at number four, so not too far from that third spot. He's two and three. So it just goes to show it's not about your win-loss record. Right. It's, it's all it's bad luck. I mean— Bad they, luck, players busting for a week. Exactly. So, again, I, I think this system knows what it's doing. <laughs> yes. And, and I've learned very quickly it's all about the draw, all about the draw and the matchups. So, fascinating. So, let's look at week number five, the recap. And partner, you take it away. 
You wanted some action and drama along with an upset in week 5? Well then, you got it. In a game where we were all looking forward to, the powerhouses of Chris's Acme Pack and Jacob's Team Stump did not disappoint. Acme Pack escaped with the win 170-161. to Todd Gurley, thank you very much. And we'll probably say that again next week, and the next, and the next. In week 5, we also saw our first undefeated team go by the wayside. MLB Baseball barely escaped with a win, 146-140. to Are you kidding me? Asked how he felt after the game, MLB Baseball had three words to say. Luck. 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 But he's been saying that all year. In other games, there was another mild upset. Or was it? Team Miller roared past East Dakota Community College, 141-80. to Ouch. Thomas and his need to breeze hard knocks had no difficulty with Dylan's hot yoga class, 152 to 119. Perhaps your mom should take up kickboxing. Finally, JB's deflator gators deflated Landon's ball, 128 to 110. That's in spite of Landon riding some momentum from week four. Three teams are knotted at four and one, Chris, Joe, Ryan, and Mark. Thomas is three and two. Then there are, count them, one, two, three, four, five teams at two and three. And Dylan is bringing up the rear. You really, really love that, don't you? <laughs> yeah, that was a lot of fun. That's fun. That's quick. That's fast. So big surprises. Looking back, I know we got week six uh, right in front of us, but quick look back for random thoughts. Random thoughts. I was very surprised. I hadn't looked at the 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 uh, the scores from the after, at the beginning of the week after Monday night. Super surprised. Joe Ryan ended up going down. I just kind of assumed that he had won that game. I and, did too. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, you being four and one, that's uh, again pretty impressive. I know you've said there's a lot of luck involved there, but I mean you have a solid team. You can't you can't say you don't. <laughs> solid. <laughs> you have a four and one team. So uh, what can I say? I'm I, I'm uh, talking from two and three down here. I want to see. <laughs> You're so funny. I need to see your definition of, <laughs> of solid. solid. Exactly. We'll, we'll keep that. Uh, um, uh, we'll keep that undefined. What I find interesting, Drew G two, is I find it interesting looking at the scores of the other teams. So I was serious with you when you talked about in the week five recap. Yes, which you created for us, Chris and Stump. I mean, that was fun, but, you know, it looked like Chris, I think at the end we knew Chris would probably pull it out. But right. th- those are two stud teams, and so kudos to them, and I wish I had both of them. I wish I, I just had a few, a few of their players. Okay, we got to move on. Uh, we can't keep dilly-dallying, can we, Drew? We, we've nope. got sponsors to uh, – <laughs> or did, did you get <laughs> – it's on you. No, it's on you. Dang it. Next next week we'll have it figured out. All righty. So let's move on. Uh, I want to look at who we cannot live without. Who Great. can we not live without? Great segment here. Now, what I thought we would do, if it's okay with you, G2, I've got the standings in front of me. Can we just start from top to bottom? That will it'll be easier. Yeah. Because I'm on my little Android Galaxy, and I'm going to click on Acme Pack, and we're going to look at his roster. So, right now, I think he's already ha- he already has a starter set for Week Six. Right. So we may need to take a look at his bench as well. But who can he not? Well, I already know the answer. This one's pretty easy. That's pretty easy. Todd Gurley the second. 
Oh gosh, <laughs> can you imagine? I mean, he he is like my whole team, if you will. <laughs> right. So he has not scored less. His, his lowest score was twenty three point seven points. That was in week one. That's sick. That is absolutely so, sick. Yeah, you take away his his point totals, and I mean, he'd still be okay. But I mean, he'd be a couple of those wins that he has might not have been pulled out as wins. I want to know about Joe Ryan's team. Joe Ryan's team. So his is kind of close because he has three wide receivers He's that are all in the top ten. Uh, yep. In fact, the top seven. But the name that definitely stands out, Antonio Brown, I think by the end of the season, he's going to be the, the number one guy. And he's a guy that, I mean, you're going to play week in, week out, no matter what. And without that in his lineup, his lineup would not look quite as as uh, ominous to he, play against. He, I, I would say that's so true after all this past week. I mean, Antonio Brown had crazy, crazy amazing numbers right. uh, last week. Two, or, two touchdowns, 101 yards receiving. One thing we did learn about Joe Ryan's team is that he can live without Leonard uh, Fournette. Somehow. <laughs> Somehow, some way. Yeah, he's a little weak on the running back, but he, because he has Melvin Gordon, you know, he makes up for it. Exactly. So let's go to the number three team. And the number three team is... MLB Baseball. And you want me to answer that one? Yeah, go ahead. This Adam, is your team. Adam Thielen. <laughs> and why, why is that? Uh, he's had 100 yards every game. I, I think Ooh. that's an NFL record, isn't it? 100 yards, uh, first five games of the season. Uh, it's not like he has a great, great, huge, big game and then goes down. I think every week you're looking at him, 20 points or more every single game. Is that correct? Uh, yes, except week one he had 16.2 points. Oh, excuse uh, me. He did have over 100 receiving yards in that game too, though. So, I mean, he just didn't get a touchdown in there. He is, I could not live without him. Agreed. Let's go to Mr. Thomas, the commish. The commish. Nita Breeze, hard knocks. So this one's kind of tough. It is and tough. And the reason for that is if you look at his lineup, there's no guy that stands out in in the points that's way higher than everyone else. And it's not because he doesn't have good players he on his team. He should have one that stands <laughs> out. He, he If he, he complains a lot, does he get credit for that? And we're talking so. about OBJ. OBJ, yes. But you're right. He's got a very balanced uh, team. If Gronk never got hurt, uh, I even see he's questionable. But he's probably questionable every yeah. single week. Yeah. Uh, if I had to go with someone, again, it would be OBJ. But uh, he's, had a, he's had an inconsistent year so far. Um, he's on a team that can't throw the ball down the field. We just watched the game yesterday, and we kind of saw all the little dump passes that Manning was making. So kind of tough for Beckham to to be uh getting the number of points that Thomas would want from him so Thomas I am really impressed yeah you, very you balanced got a, you got a great uh, balanced team so uh, great great job so the next team next uh, team we have team stump Ooh, this is another kind of tough one um normally I would in a normal year I would say Le'Veon Bell for him but of course he's been sitting out and exactly Connor has been in his place who has done a very good job he's actually ranked fifth overall but by the end of the season at this point, uh, I'd probably look at, back at his at his team, and I would say DeAndre Hopkins. Week in, week out, he's been one of those guys that's been very consistent. He has uh, He's never had less than six receptions in a game, and he gets he's hit over 100 yards three times. Two of those have been over 150. Let me so, ask you this. Very good. Yes. G2, let me ask you this. Let's say Jacob does not have James Conner 
the first five games of the season. Where is Jacob? Does he have Ooh. a good replacement? Um, that's a tough one. See that because he doesn't have the depth that some of the other teams in our league do have. Exactly. That that was going to be my pick, but I'm a little lukewarm. I'm like you. He's got a very balanced uh, right. scoring attack. But again, if you take him out, it's like who? Again, the question is who can't you live without? And if you pull him out, does he have a replacement? Right. I don't know if he so does. So an injury would be come pretty hard for him probably. Now we go to your team, and I already I think I already know who your answer. Yeah, would I don't even be. have to look at it. But uh, obviously Alvin Kamara, even though he had a kind of a very even less than pedestrian game uh, this last Monday, but obviously he's leading all of fantasy. Uh, position wide in points at 143 and I would have lost games without him I mean I lost games with him but it wasn't his fault and I don't even need to click on team Miller's uh his guy is another easy one yes he played this week against um he played this week against Philadelphia Philadelphia uh, Saquon Barkley. Barkley is a machine. He only had 13 attempts, <laughs> <laughs> but he rushed for 130 only? yards. He had a he had a big 50 yard run uh, somewhere I think in the third or four. I think it was third quarter. But then also nine receptions, 99 yards this last uh, game on on Thursday. If he can just stay healthy, yes. if he can just so he, again, he's uh, definitely benefiting from all those dump off passes that Manning does to make his completion percentage over 80. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. I know the commission is probably. Uh, listening, but w- what's the definition of tampering in this league? <laughs> I, mean, I, I want him. I, w- I, I, w- you I want know, him. I think, you know, I don't think, I don't think uh, Anthony would notice if he just kind of disappeared from his roster. <laughs> I didn't mean that. I, I didn't, I'm nothing underhanded. I'm just tampering as in trying to work with maybe uh, change the point total. <laughs> maybe write him a check. <laughs> Ask him, you know, apply something toward a student loan. You know, I think that might be a conversation to have (laughs) (laughs) under the table. He might be open to it. I just, I was looking at uh, JB's team. When JB wins, he deflates teams. (laughs) But when he gets beat, does that mean he's deflated? No, he's inflating teams. Oh, there you go. Okay. There you go. So who can JB not live without? So if you just look at the total, the point totals, it's a little deceiving. But uh, so Christian McCaffrey has already had a bye week, and he still has almost the most points on his team. He is my going to be my pick, and he's one of those guys who, in PPR, he thrives because he catches a lot of passes out of the backfield, and he's also been running pretty well as well. So definitely McCaffrey. Uh, what do you think of uh, what about Julio Jones? <laughs> Julio Jones, our favorite player from Atlanta. <laughs> Uh, uh, he's he's good. He can be an incons- inconsistent star. So he'll have games where he scores thirty plus, but then he'll also have games where he's you know fifteen or less. So then then he's averaging out throughout the whole year. But like yeah. I said, this huge huge variation. Correct uh, throughout the year. And do we have one more team? One more team. Your uh, mom's hot. Where did that name come we're from? We're not going to discuss that on the air. Your mom's hot yoga class who needs to maybe start going to kickboxing instead. <laughs> right. So he's going to be the only team in our league that I would say his quarterback is the guy he can't live without, and that's Drew Brees. That's interesting. He's uh, been the most, I wouldn't say necessarily the most consistent, because he did have an 8.6 showing against the Giants uh, a couple weeks ago. Anomaly. No, I would call that an anomaly. He's still ranked second among quarterbacks. So yeah, I'd go with Drew Brees here. He doesn't have anyone else on his lineup that's just totally uh, taken over his team. 
I think in the I first agree, five weeks. I think I agree with you. And so for everyone listening, for everyone listening, and by the way, that we need to talk about that in just a minute. But for everyone listening, we don't have our website up yet. It should be in the next five or six days. Uh, think about our comments, and I think we'll have a, a discussion thread to where you can add comments and tell us if you agree or uh, don't agree. And you can send your hate mail to the website. <laughs> or to Drew, <laughs> to G2. So, good. No, that, that's good stuff. I thought this would be fun to, to go through. And, and uh, what were you going to mention about the rankings? Oh, the rankings. You mean you mean our ratings. Our ratings. Oh. Yeah. Week one. Week one. You, you know I like data. I find data interesting. And, oh, you do. And... and Week one, we had 14 plays. Now, right now, we're hosted. Our podcast is being hosted by Buzzsprout. So, I mean, we could host it anywhere. We could host it uh, on the Amazon cloud servers. Uh, Libsyn is another uh, audio host. But we're hosting with Buzzsprout. So until we get our website up, we'll kind of make Buzzsprout be invisible to where no one can find it. And... For the time being, I can still go to Buzzsprout, look at our plays. So week one, 14 plays. Woo. Not bad. Ooh. Not bad. More than more than our league size. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then week two, 13. Uh-oh. And then last week, 12. So, a buddy. Bit of aggression there. Yeah, we, we, we're, I don't we're, like that We're trend. losing our viewership. <laughs> we're... Viewership? <laughs> That'd be, be listenership, you Listener. idiot. Listenership. Hey, I'm new to this, okay? <laughs> okay. I don't have experience. thought you had an English background. Yeah, not media. Oh. <laughs> well, anyway, so 14, 13, 12. So I've been giving this a lot of thought, and I, I put a lot of thought into this, Drew. Okay. <laughs> Listen to me. So here's what we're going to do. Notice I said plays, 14 plays, 13 right. plays, 12 plays. So what we're going to do is... I'm going to have you reach out to all the people in the league. Okay, okay. And I want them to go to different PCs, different devices, <laughs> different IP addresses, and I want them to start listening to our podcast twice or three times. That will get those plays up from 12 <laughs> to 36. I like that. You like that idea? I like that a you lot. You think we can get that I done? think we can do it. I think we can do Let's that. Let's try to get that that uh, listenership up to 1,000. Yeah. So if some of you all, some of you who are not listening, you slackers. So if you're not listening. Figure it out. If you're not listening, I want you to start listening. So where were we? Where were we? That that was uh, fascinating. Oh, we've got, we've got our regular segment uh, coming up, and it's where we look at a... Do we call them league managers or league owners? I've heard both. I like, I go with league owners. League owners, because when I do some of my reading, I, I say I'm getting into this just a little bit. I'm finding people saying in in writing league ma- managers. So I just I either wanna, way, I want to get it right. Okay. I want I want to talk the talk. I want to sound hip. Um, you know, me and JB were the old folks, and we and were, and who is older? <laughs> Uh, moi. <laughs> so let's go to Mr. Wright. Mr. Wright, Joe Mr. Ryan. Mr. Wright, 4-1, and, and G2 is going to cut apart your team. So try not to make him cry. No, I'm definitely not going to make him cry. I'm just going to make myself jealous more than anything. So definitely looking at his team, the thing that stands out to me is he has three wide receivers who already have over 100 points. Uh, I mentioned earlier that, that those guys are in the top seven. Cup is ranked fourth. Uh, 
Antonio Brown is sixth, and Stephon Diggs is seventh. So that's where the majority of his points have come from. They're averaging over 20 points a game. So just from three players, he's getting 60 points each week. So that kind of blows my mind. I I wish I had you know more of that on, on my team, and I'm sure you all wish the same thing on yours. The the slight weakness here, he does have Melvin Gordon, which is which is an awesome running back to have, but his second spot has been lacking due to the injury of Leonard Fournette. He's kind of dealt with injury since he came into the league last year, and he's missed, I want to say, up to seven games so far in, in the in the last year since he came into the league. And so that's his that's his big number two running back spot that has not been able to, to fill in there, and I think that's hurt him a little bit. Um, but again, he's still scoring. Uh, we've looked, you know, every single week. He's been one of those guys scoring 160 points. <laughs> it seems like seems to be coming easy for him. So, do you do you remember last week we had Landon on the show? He right, was talking, right. and he made the comment that he feels like the wide receiver is probably in this pass happy, uh, pass attack league now and right. going forward. Those are maybe the players to be focusing on. So we see him, I don't know if it's by accident, but strategically he's winning with the wide receivers, right. whereas you've got Chris, he's winning with the well, running back. And everything well, else. Yeah, okay. But, but yeah, but yeah, I get what you're saying. He has Johnson yeah. and Gurley. <sighs> <laughs> that, 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 that there should be, we need there should be a rule we need against to, that. Yeah, let's let's uh, as a league get rid of his his top players to what make I, it more fair. Actually, what I would like to do with Gurley is cut him in parts, <laughs> and, and then communism so, works. Cut him in parts to where I can get a part, you can get a part, I can so, get a part, you get a part, you get a part. <laughs> everybody gets a part. So if he gets like thirty two points and he's split into four parts, I get eight, you get eight. Yeah, I think that's fair. I that was. That, I think Chris will go along with that's that. That's an interesting, and I think the commission might like that too. I'll give you. By the way, the commission will be starting his new segment. It'll be recurring, and maybe that will be something he can comment on <laughs> next week. Yeah. So, so nothing else to add about uh, Mr. Uh, Wright's team. That pretty team. much sums up the highs and lows. Yeah. I again, I'm impressed with his team. I I also think he's got he's got balance too, uh, and as you said, I hate to. Don't want to rehash everything you said, but the running backs uh, concur. Uh, what do you think of his quarterback situation for this week, James uh, well, Winston? Um, it's obviously hindsight is is twenty twenty. So I'm seeing Carson Wentz on the bench, oh. and I'm trying. He wishes he would have played him. <laughs> I think he cried. Do you think he shed a tear? This yeah, week? maybe. But I'm sure he was looking at Jameis Winston's uh, opponent rank at twenty nine, and so yeah. I mean, Winston could have a great game, but it is his first actual start of the year. So all eyes will be on Winston. Okay, buddy, we got a couple more things we want to hit before we wrap up. It's been a fun. Time just flies on this, doesn't it? Yeah. So I want to talk a little bit about cognitive biases. Oh, boy. Pretty cool, huh? Yes. Cognitive biases. So confirmation bias. Confirmation bias. And by the way, where this came from, I was reading a – Baseball article, as you know, I like baseball. Oh, really? And there is an article about, it's actually an older article on ESPN about uh, the various cognitive, cognitive biases in fantasy baseball. And as I was reading it, I thought, oh, this, this applies directly to fantasy football owners. Right. And a couple of years ago, I, I read uh, Daniel, Kahneman's, Daniel Kahneman's book, uh, I think it's called Thinking Fast, Thinking Slow. I may have the title butchered, but uh, Kahneman really hits all of these cognitive biases 
about 16, 17 of them, uh, really in detail, very, very readable. And so he hit some of these. But the article, I think, mentioned, I believe, confirmation bias. Confirmation bias is basically you believe in something, so you're looking for information that actually validates. Right. As opposed to maybe what I do when I have when I have a position about something personally, uh, professionally, I'll look for the other argument. And so sometimes I'll try to pick apart what I believe in wholeheartedly. And so how do you think that applies in fantasy football confirmation bias? I think, yeah, I think that's uh, very applicable. And I think it happens a lot more than we would we would think it happens once we actually start thinking about it. Um, you know, when we're thinking about guys that we want to start and don't want to start, um, and, and you're, you're looking at a guy who you want to, you want to make sure, okay, I don't, you maybe you're thinking, I don't want to start this guy, but let me go out and find all the research that I can find to confirm to what confirm. I'm thinking, whatever I can find, even if it's just this tiny tidbit of news, I'm going to use that and be like, oh, my thinking was correct. And it, to me, it just sounds so counterintuitive. Right. It's like, don't you want, don't you want to have an unbiased? It's a, yeah, it's a closed-minded thought process. <laughs> an unbiased opinion. So the next one is, and I kind of learned something new, uh, recency bias. So just without even explaining it, you should know what that means. But what I learned is typically uh, primacy uh, bias is usually linked to recency bias. So real quickly, primacy bias is let's say you have a, a list of uh, 10 people, and let's say they're all pretty equal, you tend to remember that very, very first person. Right. They're just very, very sticky uh, to the mind, to the brain. But what I want to look at is, is recency bias. So let's take a player who had a great week last week. How many people are picking those people up on the waiver wire for the next <laughs> week. week? I mean, that happens every single week, regardless of who the player is. Do you do that? They, oh, yeah. Um, I mean, just in case that player ends up being consistent. I mean, that's kind of what my the bench can be used for to pick up players and, and see how they do for a couple of weeks. But, I mean, yeah, it's de- it definitely happens. But, I mean, more I won't say necessarily more often than not, but I would say a high percentage of times, those players that have those, those big games, it was a bit of an anomaly, and it's not going to happen again the rest of the season. Um, who did who – did, I know you mentioned – uh, when we were talking about this earlier, I can't remember the guy's name. He played against the St. Louis, the former St. Louis Rams. This is 2011, 2011, I believe it is, and he racked up 200 plus yards that game. And the following week, the following week, every fantasy football player in America, and plus it's it's documented, every team in America played that guy. The next week, now he was okay. Demarco Murray, by that's the way. him. That's him. He was okay, but he never had two hundred yards again. Right. So right. that's a perfect example of recency bias. Uh, we could go on and on and on. I want to look at one more, and I think it's so applicable. And by the way, I deal with this in my business uh, as I work with other business owners, and that's the endowment effect. And in short, uh, pretend like I've got this this baseball in my hand that's been signed by some athlete that we don't know, but I will probably more than likely attach assigned value, maybe right. more value to that than, it, than, than, it's actually worth. than it's actually worth or even deserves. But where you have the endowment effect, you also typically have what's called loss aversion. And that's what I have to deal with is because of the endowment effect, you've got this aversion to loss. So Im- imagine going in and buying 
a piece of stock, you know, not a piece of stock, but a, a, an equity of some some publicly rated company, and it's starting to go down. It's starting to go down, and you don't want to sell it because you think, oh, I can, I can, I, I, it's going to come back. I bought it. I did right. all this work. Uh, that is loss avert. You just can't stand letting go, and then moving on and investing in something else. Do you see that happening in fantasy football? Yeah, I would say that definitely happens. Um, you know, how often do we have a player that maybe is starting to, let's say they're getting older and their point totals, point totals are LeSean starting to, to go down. LaShawn McCoy could be an example of that potentially. Can't let him go. And yeah, because you, I mean, you got him as a as a player who gave you a lot of points last, last week, year or incredible. last year, mm-hmm. and. Uh, and he is yet to do that this year. He's had a rough year, and and but if you had let if you let him go, he's gonna get picked up. Yeah, <laughs> he's gonna get picked up by someone, and you're gonna feel the loss of that. And I know you mentioned to me off the air earlier, people tend to feel uh, emotionally more emotion from the loss of something than than, than the game than the exactly. Game of something. All I think all of us love Cardinal baseball, or if not. Uh, we love baseball in general. In general, everyone knows who Tony La Russa is. He said over and over and over again, the agony of loss sticks with me far longer than a win. And I mean, that's I that, agree with that. That's loss aversion. I can still remember some games that I lost in fantasy football, <laughs> and I remember why it is that I lost them rather than the wins that I had. It's like you just you can't let go, right? Well, real quickly, uh, we we are about to wrap up here, and we sent out. <laughs> trying to say this with a straight face. I'm, I'm, I'm even, in fact, I'm even thinking of what JB had to say. But we did a little. Uh, so we're we're not making these anonymous. <laughs> no, no. Okay. Uh, yeah, be, yeah. Be careful when you fill out a survey with us. <laughs> Nothing is. You're going to be aired. Nothing is sacred yeah. with us. So lighthearted survey. Who 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 do you want to go first? Uh, so let's do. I want. Let's just do Landon first because I have it, have his pulled up here. So so again, the the survey was what's your favorite snack and, when watching football? And uh, Landon Landon said to me, he said he likes to make soup on Sundays and drink Sunkist. And if his <laughs> fantasy team is doing terribly, a little moonshine. That's funny. <laughs> That's funny. What do you have next? Uh, next, uh, let's go with Thomas. He did the classic. Classic response, pizza rolls. You can't go wrong with pizza rolls. Pizza rolls. Uh, moving on. I guess I should have had this pulled up, but I am getting there. Uh, I know Joe Ryan, he said, gosh, I really should have pulled this up. <laughs> you might need to cut some of this out. Oh, uh, do we want to do JB's response next? Yeah, do JB's. Okay. That's a good one. So he said Pepto-Bismol. <laughs> no, so what we need to find out is what's leading to that Pepto-Bismol. Why does he need that? <laughs> Fantasy football is stressful. Who knew? <laughs> okay. I'm just wondering what he's eating for him to need that. Oh, yeah. Uh, so going along, the next one, Anthony, he sent uh, nachos and beer. Nacho. Classic. Okay. okay. Classic. We got some. We got some uh, high tastes here. So, and that, uh, no, no offense put there. Um, anyways, next one here. Um, who was the other? Oh, Joe Ryan. Joe Ryan said, "I'm pulling it up here." Joe Ryan. I should have remembered what he said, but for some reason I'm not. Uh, he said. You may have to cut some of this out as I look for it. You see the one that said, "When I'm winning, I have this." Oh no, that was that was Landon. Landon. Okay, he just said pizza and favorite drink, peach soda. 
there's okay. a lot of peach soda lovers in our league, actually. Okay. Fun fact. Okay. Now, did we find out from you what's your favorite snack? You know, I forgot to tell you. Um, gosh, I don't even have one. I can't even think of something. Yeah, because you eat everything. I mean, <laughs> yeah. It's like you. It's like yeah. you whatever is in the house, bottom, which is not much bottom, usually. <laughs> bottomless pit. You wonder why you don't get to come here. It's because we have no food. Well, it's because you've eaten it all from the last <laughs> time. Do you, I mean, do you have something that you just particularly? I mean, you can't enjoy? go wrong with pizza. Can't go wrong. I used with to pizza. be a soda guy, but now I'd go with the uh, the sophisticated uh, seltzer water. <laughs> Understood. Under, okay. Are you going to ask what I? Yeah. What's What's your favorite? G one. G one. You know, I thought about that. Here, I had the question, and I can't think of. You know, I'm not really one to sit down and watch a whole game on purpose. Because for me to have a snack, it means I need to purposely sit down. So when I get, when I do start watching, I've, I've been sucked in. But I guess one of my favorite snacks is going to be kind of a, a odd, may sound a little weird. I have maybe two. I'll take a, a gourmet beef stick and maybe wrap some uh, sharp cheddar cheese around mm, it. That's I, good. I, I could eat like 30 of those in, in one. Uh, setting and what else do I like? Sometimes I'll take a cheese stick, a mozzarella cheese stick, and wrap around gourmet uh, pepperoni around it, and that That's has a good. nice Sounds bite. Pretty good. And I eat one of those. I just, I just like that hits the spot. That's kind of like my candy. So I mean, it's. I don't know. If that's a, it's. That's not It'll pizza. Work. It, it, works. Know, it, yeah, yeah, it works. Yeah, I like it. Can't go wrong so with snack food. that's going to be pretty much a wrap, I think, for this week. That's episode so. number four. Again, everyone, go to iTunes and leave a leave a leave a what do you call those you, things? A, a review, a, a thumbs up, <laughs> a review, and a and I think you give like a a star rating. I forget what it is that you that you do. I did do it a couple days ago. It's not like a, a like. It's not like <laughs> Facebook. I like it. Just say you really like. Uh, G1 a whole lot just so, so that we, yeah so we can you know let the world know about this podcast and the amazing hosts yeah I totally agree <laughs> well uh, G2 this went fast again had fun as always and we will see you next see you next week. week good luck with the fantasy week everyone all right bye bye everyone thank you for listening to Vietnam fantasy football talk with the two G's Mark and Drew 